Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to HLTV Confirmed. And today I am proud to announce that we are shifting our focus from Counter-Strike over to Project A, aka Valorant. And we are going to be the first official news hub behind it. We're going to have all the content. We're going to be interviewing all the pros. We've got them on the show here today, as you can see. Uh, it's going to be fantastic, guys. This is going to be the, the, the biggest thing in esports history. Uh, but no, seriously... This is a Counter-Strike podcast. It's always going to be about fucking Counter-Strike. I don't want to ever talk about another video game ever. So get your other video game bullshit out of here. Anyway, Striker, how you doing? Yep. Pretty good. I expected something, uh, yeah, something nah, to catch me off guard again as, I, as last time. I figured I'd just leave it at that. Just yeah. how you doing? All right. Pretty good. Pro pretty good. How about you? Yeah, well, uh, I'm alive. Prof, how was the watching from home? Probably the uh, same as most people. I, yeah, I mean, no one was in the arena, so it wasn't a big difference, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, no, it was long days, long days, I guess, for you guys as well over there. Three best of threes, double best of threes, double streams, all of that shit. But it was good, it was good. good we're good asking ourselves uh, how fun it would have been if we had uh, four best of threes like the old days. Yeah, so we're lucky that probably like 25% more fun. Now, every every minute is valuable, ladies and gentlemen, but every minute is valuable if you're rich. So we won't wait too long here because we have Nomad here uh, <laughs> and we're going to get into some questions. Nomad, first of all, I have one very important question for you. Does money make you happy? No, not really. Well, I guess I can start working then. So fuck. All right. Well, I, I, if, if that's the case. All right. So those people, the viewers who aren't too familiar, we have Nomad here, who is uh, one of the owners of HLTV.org. And we're going to be talking to you about the, the recent sale that uh, maybe not everybody is too familiar with, because I'm sure there's a bunch of questions from the community around this uh, as, as the main hub for CSGO. I think there's a lot of people who are going to be asking some questions here. So we're going to get uh, stuck into this pretty quickly. I know Lucas has to go collect his food, so now we can actually do that. Um, first of all, let's just start with with uh, what is this deal all about? Who are Better Collective? What 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 does it bring? Yeah, so Better Collective is it's it, it's a it, it's a company that run a lot of affiliate sites. So they run a, a very different kind of content than we do. But what we do have in common is that we share the same uh, customers, uh, mainly the the sports betting sites. So there is a lot of overlap in in that regard, and and then they wanted an esports presence, and and we have quite the esports presence. So we saw a chance that we could focus on the esports stuff and not so much on the on the more boring stuff, all the business stuff, selling ads, managing contracts uh, across the world, all this stuff. So so there was kind of just a good opportunity to 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 combine forces because they have no they have no skin in the game in the esports industry right they don't run a tournament they don't have a team they have no interest at all in esports uh, currently so so they just wanted a, a nice independent player okay so that we're going to kind of cover the general stuff first so that I, I suppose is the is is the why this deal happened. Obviously, getting to expand and having more money come in means that you guys are going to have now more resources behind you to continue to grow the website. Is that is that the idea here? I mean, we always the past couple of years we've had in in a, in a sense plenty of resources. Like what we try to do is that we spend the resources we have in 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 a sensible way, right? So. We won't start sending people to various events where it makes no sense. Uh, but 
we will go if if it's interesting for Counter Strike, right? We'll keep expanding the site as we've all, always done. So, I mean, it isn't like you'll see a giant change from day to day because I think we're already trying to make the best site we can and do the coverage as good as we can. I don't think sending four more guys to Katowice would have made uh, the coverage any better, really. Definitely not this time around. <laughs> um, I, I think so for like viewers, at, uh, not viewers, users of HLTV at, at home and stuff, I, I guess they see this go down and they see a lot of money coming your way or, or HLTV's way, right? And they're probably sitting there wondering what this kind of means for them as, as users of the site. So you're saying here in terms of like the coverage side of things, not a lot's going to change there. Um, is 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 this where maybe we we here at Hatred TV confirmed can can get some more resources? Maybe we get a maybe we get a studio somewhere. We fly Prof and Striker in from their little countries to to maybe Denmark or somewhere fun. Yeah, I mean that's that's certainly possible, right? I mean for sure the the pockets will be bigger now. So if it makes sense, if we can make a business case for it, yeah, now we now we can do it. Maybe before we we didn't want to to, to put what uh, such a big percentage of. The, the money we had available at that point into into the show but maybe now it's it's less of our budget right so so now we can do it so i mean everything is kind of up in the air so so yeah we we would just keep keep working on being the best the best coverage site we can be right and and yeah that includes confirmed that includes on-site coverage that includes whatever's on the website right so so it, it's all it, it's all a big mix and and we want to be the best and it's what we've been working on for 18 years and, and we'll keep keep going in that direction because i mean stopping now makes no sense right they didn't buy us because they wanted to to change something they bought us because they like what they saw does that mean we can get that filter i was asking for with the uh with the best of threes the best of fives the best of ones can we, can we yeah. have that one yeah that should be i'll, I'll one. program it for you tomorrow and uh i keep asking the guys at esl for this one they're they're working on this one for me but can you can you give us split scoreboards as well first half second half is that possible uh, the people are asking for it and by the people i mean me um yeah i mean we have the data i mean it'll take longer than a day for me to make but i'll do the okay. i'll do the maps for you tomorrow maybe next week for the split scoreboards all right okay so profs compiled a nice little list in a word document for, for me here basically there's been a there was some, obviously people had some concerns or questions uh from the community of of what all this uh, could mean prof what is the, the one here you've got where it says twitter this deal the, uh, it's just like Twitter is like it's from Twitter. It's like a the, comment from Twitter. Okay. Yeah. yeah so the, it was a comment like it says like this because people are obviously it was a lot of people just throwing opinions and claiming them to be facts. Like even people within the company didn't know what what it entailed and it, that it was going to happen. And then like tw ten ten minutes later, it's like it's obvious that this is happening because of this. I'm like okay. So one of the one of the claims was that this deal will stop anything unregulated in, in a, uh, like skins market related or betting related in re regulated markets. The, this is one of the claims that, that popped up on Twitter. Like, how is this, like, obviously this, this website is the better, better what's, the, what's the name of the, of the people that bought us? It's like the iGaming and betting related. So they better want to collective. like kind of just make it, <laughs> make it a bit, cleaner let's say that was one of the claims so how, how is that going to work out i mean we'll, we'll we'll abide to regulation right i mean we already have differentiated market even before we do this right some places we can we, we we can show some bookmakers some places we can't right so um so so yeah uh, not not much will change in that regard i mean if 
if there is a, I mean, it'll only change in the way that the legal resources of Better Collective might be uh, might be bigger, right? So they'll come and they'll tell us, hey, actually, you cannot show this this uh, this stuff in that country, right? And then we won't. I mean, we'll of course do our best to abide to all regulations we did before, and 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 we still aspire to. So I mean, not much will change in that regard. Okay, so we I I feel this has already been stated publicly, uh, but we may as well we may as well get this out there so that any of our audio listeners or anybody tuning in now they can get this straight from the horse's mouth. In terms of the structure of the company or, or the leadership, obviously we're we're talking about Martin. Uh, we've we've got uh, Peter there and yourself. I there's probably more people involved, but you're the three that I know. Is is anything changing from that regard, or is that saying business as usual? I mean, it's it's entirely business as usual. Actually, we would never have gone through with this deal if we had not remained completely in control, and and that's what we are. I mean, we are a hundred percent running this company, and and they cannot really, even though they have bought the ownership, we run the company, right? So we decide the direction. Of course, we'll do it with input from them. It makes no sense not to, but we have final say on everything, and 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 I mean, we've been doing this for eighteen years. I mean, it isn't like we're just abandoning counter-strike right now right i mean it, it is it is what we do i mean we've been working so hard so long to 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 just do the best counter-strike side we can do and there's there's no way we're stopping now well now that you're now that you're at the, the counter-strike part of it obviously a lot of people have been asking for i don't know an hltv in dota and hltv in league of legends or whatever does this money mean that we're gonna expand to more more games I mean, not not more than it did yesterday, right? I mean, if if one day if if one day I wake up and decide that, yeah, Dota is great, right? Maybe maybe I'll make a Dota side and we'll spend eighteen years building that, right? But I mean, it, it takes it takes forever to build a site like HLTV. I mean, you you can launch it, you can do it, but I mean, it's 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 a long hard grind. I mean, you guys know you you produce the content, right? It's just every day, every th- single day, and I mean. We would never go somewhere else if, if we weren't committed and, and knew that, that we could make the same kind of product as we do for HLTV, right? Because these sites, they pop up, they go away, and, and, and they don't understand that the first couple of years is just hard work, right? So, so I mean, maybe, I mean, never say never, right? But, but our main focus is Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike is what we love, and I, I don't see why we would go anywhere right now or in a year from now even. I think it's kind of important. It's kind of always been a part of our message to, or not a message, but just like a part of our DNA to kind of not split our focus, you know, and that being a big reason for why we would um, probably not, you know, shift over to another game because of that. Yeah, I mean, when when chat has no more requests for the stats section and, and no one asks for anything else, I mean, when I just sit around all day, it's like, yeah, I can't figure any or find anything to program, right? Sure, we'll do something else, but there's so much depth in Counter-Strike. There's, there are so many stats, there are so many features, I mean, and, and we are constantly redoing stuff also, right? I mean, recently we changed the brackets. They weren't working well. They weren't pretty. I mean, I told the team I wanted the best brackets in all of Counter-Strike, and I... I I think they've delivered and, and, and we'll continue. I mean, we'll just keep redoing stuff until until it's perfect, right? And I, I doubt that'll ever really happen. So I imagine we'll just keep keep grinding on Counter-Strike. Okay, so if we recap all this side of things just for just for people, nothing's going to change in terms of how the running of the site is. You guys, as the owners, still have the final say. So that would mean that all these concerns about, you know, betting completely taking over the website and all that are pretty much unfounded unless you guys decide you wanted to do that right that this comes from you not from from that company um 
and I guess there was some some issues here, or not issues. Some people were just worried if now that you were, you know, you because you were seen as like a independent little fish before, and now that you're owned by a bigger company, you know how people have their worries about that kind of bullshit. Uh, if you guys are still completely in control, I guess all that's that's they don't have to worry about that. So we can kind of get to stuff that I'm probably more interested in because that kind of shit. Unfortunately, people at home maybe they care, but for me, money's money. So I'm interested in what's coming up with hgtv.org do you have anything exciting in the pipeline that you can you can let us know anything you're working on any features anything like that i mean i i i wish i could tell you that i had had just just a just a thing ready actually right now we're actually working on some boring infrastructure but but the boring infrastructure will enable us to to put on all the new features i mean stuff like adding coaches to the team pages and and smaller smaller stuff that that people are like hey why haven't you done this and and it, it's just been a matter of, of of having to upgrade some infrastructure to enable us to, to easily add this so so the database all the filtering all this stuff wouldn't be a mess i mean we could kick them in like players and 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 and, and make it work like that but we'd rather do it right so so we're getting a, a ton of stuff upgraded there we're also upgrading so i mean the player photos will stay will stay the same when you update them, right? So the idea is if you go to a match page from 2015, you'll see a, a picture of Simple the way he looked in 15 instead of the way he looks now, right? And if you go to an old Fnatic match, you'll see the old logo, not the new one, right? It's stuff like that. I mean, it, it isn't terribly sexy, but the sum of all this stuff adds up to to the message, message we kind of want to send, right? That that we are accurate and, 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 and we have the historical record also, right? So, so a, a ton of small improvements that will all sum up to to, to great uh, great features actually i think all right and there was a question that was just put in the chat uh by so easy for ents which is uh he asked plans to release an api slash support open data question mark now i don't know what that means maybe maybe you know what that means sorry could you could you repeat the question he said plans to release an api slash support open data question mark yeah, so I mean, and, and an open API, I mean, I, I'd love to do one if it made any sense, right? But if we do an API, people can, can fetch the data from their, with their computers, right? Well, it gets very, very hard for us to to monetize it. And, and, and truth be told, we have a team of maybe 20 people entering all this data, working day and night across all time zones, right? I mean, we need, we need a way to to recoup this this cost or else it, we, we can't afford to have the, the guys doing it right so so i mean an open api it's it, it's very tough i i wish we could we could all live in in a perfect world where data was free and everyone could could do cool stuff because for sure people could do cool stuff if we gave the data away right but we have to be pragmatic and we have to say that we value more that we can keep we can keep a the guys that that gathered the, the data on the payroll and, and then we try to accommodate as much as we can right i try to add all the features that that makes sense and 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 yeah basically basically that that, that that's our standpoint on, on the whole api okay prof strike you got any questions here before we we keep this one moving uh obviously the the question it was answered before as well but the most asked question is about the forms that we're are we gonna remove them completely we already did remove like a big 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 corporate company they're already gone. No, I mean, again, don't, don't we tell the sponsors they're still there. I mean, I, am I entirely happy with the forums in the state they are? No, but 
we will not do anything we wouldn't have done had had we not been bought by our new corporate overlords, right? I mean, it's it's it isn't like it isn't like tomorrow they'll dictate you have to remove the forms, right? We'll we'll do it in in a way that that's consistent with with what we do, right? Strike, you got anything here? Are we gonna get a raise? Oh fuck's sake! <laughs> live on air. He's probably fire you live on air if anything. <laughs> yeah, no no comment. We'll just. I'll let you get get away from that one. The silence is uh, is deafening there. All right, That's so uh, Luke, is you here? I want to make sure. Okay, well, I just wanted to check. I know you had a whole food situation going on there. We're going to move to everybody's favorite part of the show other than mine. Uh, are you smarter than Twitch chat? Lucas, run it. All right, well, we're back. Now, Prof, you've waited until the bumpers played to have another question. Ask the question. I just wanted to ask about uh, the, the unified ranking that's been talked about. Like, is that something we can, uh, we can discuss? I mean, I'd love a unified ranking. Um, but, but at the same time, I mean, we'd gladly hear from everyone. I mean, if, if the CSPPA, if ESL, if uh, Blast, if... Uh, Flashpoint, whoever's out there, if they want to talk ranking, let's talk ranking, right? I mean, but but they shouldn't come and expect us to change our ranking entirely, right? If they come and say, ah, we want all this stuff changed. I mean, as we see it right now, our ranking is, is pretty good. Can it be tweaked? Can it be better? Of course it can. But I mean, I mean, they can go ahead and make their own rankings. I mean, they, they, if I, I imagine they'll not be as good as ours. And, and if they're better, I will, good for Counter-Strike, right? So, so, so I mean, I'd gladly take feedback, but but again, we have molded the ranking as it is now from how we view Counter-Strike, right? I mean, teams will want teams to count for more players. I don't know, will want players to count for more. I mean, but but, but right now we've, we've tried to model it as as, as we see see best, right? So we'll we'll take input, but I won't promise anything. But I mean, if we only had one ranking, I think that would be awesome for Counter-Strike. I just want to I just want to grab something that you said earlier uh, to do with people asking the question about the open API. I, I assume that's to do with people being able to use your data, right? Um, and I want to kind of fold that into this for the people at home who are just yelling and saying, oh, they should just use HLTV.org's rankings. What Nomad said before about HLTV.org's data and then wanting to protect that for a business thing the same thing is why all these companies want to have their own rankings because they want their events to be valued the most. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not fucking rocket science. It's just business. And to it's be just... fair, none of them also like claim to have like a, a, the best ranking out there. You know, that, like most of them kind of agree that, that ours is better and, and, and stuff. So they, they just don't use it for, for the purposes that the, the scene as a whole uses it, right? Or that we use it as they just use it for their own purposes most of the time anyway. And then, and that's it. Yeah. So, okay, we've touched on that one. Now we can get into this bloody quiz. Ped, do you have the uh, the link? Has Lucas hooked you up? And uh, no. It should and be Teamspeak. Teamspeak chat. And then, once you're ready, we'll kick it off. I'll read out the questions now. I don't know if you understand how hostile Twitch chat can be. It feels like they've been getting dumber and dumber every week we've done the quiz because I even beat them. Um, so. I, I think am I still the only one to win? MBK didn't yep. do very well, did he? Okay. You're still the only one. All right. 
So we'll see if we can get a secondary victor on the board here. I don't know what these questions are. I don't know what they're even going to entail, but I hope that they're fair. I hope you've done a fair job here, Prof. Always. All right. You're all answering the same questions. Tell me, tell me when we're good, Lucas. I can't see the questions yet. I can only see... All right, let's go now. Live on three. All right, question number one. What was Astralis's Astralis? What was Astralis's first tournament win? Was it A, ESL one New York twenty sixteen? Was it B, ECS season two finals? Or was it C, PGL season one finals? Lock that answer in when you're feeling it. Wait for that timer to count on down. Twitch will be getting their votes on in, and then we'll reveal the correct answer. How many questions we got this time around, Prof? Uh, five. Five questions. Just a, okay. Just a Man, these are hard. All right. All right. All right, what what have you? Oh, we've got we've got B from both here, Twitch chat and Nomad, both going with the ECS season two finals, and both correct. So we're off to a banger of a start here. This is where we get a little ding noise and the tick comes up. All right, it's one one. Going into question number two. Oh, devices on the screen. Who won the most MVPs since the start of two thousand and nineteen until today? Was it A Simple, B Device, or C Zaiwu? Oh, oh, oh. I really like this picture. This is the only reason I put device in. Device uh, showing the number four for the four majors one. All right, where are we at here? Time is up and the votes will be revealed. Everyone's going with device. So that's B again. And it was, was... Zywu. How many did device get? Uh, three only. And Zywu has five. Fucking hell. All right. Well, too bad his team sucks. Um, all right. Twitch chat and Nomad Tide, one apiece. We're going into question number three. Here we go. Which of the following countries has hosted the least majors? Ooh. A, Sweden, B, Germany, or C, the USA? West. This one should be easy. The uh, least okay. majors, the fewest majors. doesn't matter. English is one of those things. You can you can do whatever you want with the language. That is, that is true. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be wrong, you can't, sure. The only way you can be wrong is if you spell favor without the U. All right. Hard to disagree on that one. We've got uh, Sweden selected. Is and you're both correct. This could be. This is not looking. This is not looking good. I feel like we have a tie on our hands here. All right. Question number Are four. Are you calling overtime? I'm Already. Not, do we? We don't even have an overtime, do we? No. We'll we flip don't. a coin. Do how I do with predictions on the desk. Just close my eyes and point. All right. Question number four. When was the first 250K plus event held in Denmark? Was it A, 2015, B, 2016, or C, 2017? The first 250K plus event held in Denmark. As you can see, obviously unbiased questions here. <laughs> I feel this should be pretty easy for people at home. Well, I mean, I was there. I don't even remember the year. <laughs> C has come on in here with both again and both were correct was it the blast event it was blast copenhagen yeah and yeah. pro league the same year uh okay uh, Unse. yeah they or were not too far they, and they swallow one, right? they swallow the d yeah this is the last one so we're all tied up here it doesn't even matter we are going into overtime right now it's only one round that matters here we go oh it's been sick on the screen. Which major qualifier was the first to feature the Swiss system? Was it A, Katowice 2016? Was it B, Cologne 2016? Or was it C, Atlanta 2017? Atlanta. It's got land in the name. 
Who knows? Here it comes. 10 seconds remaining. The votes are trickling on in. That uh, Min Sik guy, he's, he's a Korean-German who now lives in America. He used to work for SK. He worked for E-League for a while. If you want to know anything else about him, send me a DM. Oh, and you guys were, ever, were wrong. It was Cologne 2016. So uh, it's all tied up at three apiece. That's another tie. Nomad, how do you feel? I feel good. I mean, me and Twitch chat, we are entirely alike, it seems. Okay. All right. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> All right, so I believe, and Prof Striker, correct me on this, we're only keeping Nomad for the, the start of the show, the questions about the sale and the quiz, correct? Yeah, that okay, was so, it. That was it. So before we let you go, is there anything that you want to say, Nomad? Any, anything you want to get out there to, to the people at home? And any, anything like that? No, I mean just that, that even though there are new owners, it, it changes nothing for us. I mean, we would never have sold this company if, if, if we couldn't couldn't carry it on and if we if we couldn't keep executing on the vision i mean we we didn't do this for 18 years to to, to just quit now i mean i was 16 when i when i started the site right I've, and i've been running it for 18 years i've been spending more of my my life running the site than i haven't so i mean don't worry guys everything is as it is it always was all right well thank you very much for joining us and uh lucas i'll let you handle these particulars as i keep uh, keep the thing moving Oh, okay. He can he can just leave, I guess. All right. Well, bye, Nomad. Bye. All right. We're going to move forward, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be going into the recent news. There's a bumper here, right? All right, we're back. Here's a really important one for everybody. Swag quits competitive CSGO. Now, for those of you who don't know, Swag was banned for match fixing. Uh, hasn't been unbanned for match fixing. Probably should. It be has unbanned. to be said by Valve. I think everybody else now would allow him to play. Yeah, Pretty so sure everybody else. he was unable to play in the majors. Uh, which, as a kid, which he is, he was very young when he was banned. That kind of sucks. Um, do do we understand why he quit? Yeah, of course. Is it a huge deal? Probably not. Does it raise the question of should Valve reconsider this? Probably yes. Can we do anything about it? No. Blame F's in here. See, I knew we should have got that guy on as a guest. Fuck. Anyway. We um, do like a last minute, you know, switch it or something. <laughs> we'll, we'll get him in later in the week or some shit. There'll be time. Um, all right. So do we want to st stick too much on this on this, uh, this swag situation? That, no, I mean, I mean there it's literally was... Very... Yeah. Go ahead. You you go, you go, you go. Yeah, it's just it's just whatever whatever we we've heard many times before around this subject. Except now it's kind of final for for him to leave as well because you know he's kind of following in the footsteps of of Dazed, even though he kind of wants to um, compete in another game at least as far as we know, or as um, based on what he said. But it's just the, what we've been talking about around this issue for for such a long time, and you've kind of covered it with with the questions and answers basically. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just it's just one of these things that, you know, we could talk about for days. The moral implication. And when I say days, I mean like D A Y S, not D A Z E D. <laughs> uh, we could talk about this for for some time um, about the moral implications or what's right and what's wrong, and and everybody's going to have a different standpoint on all of this stuff. But uh, I, I think you know to to put your heart into something and to never be able to participate in what we look at as the celebration of it, which is the majors, must be pretty gutting. 
Um, so obviously, if you follow Swag on Twitter, you'd see that he obviously is looking to go and play this new Valorant game, which today they just released that trailer and stuff for. If you guys want to look at that shit, you can. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like closing. The only member left who's still doing anything now is Steel, right? The rest of them yeah. are all pretty much yep. done. Yep, yep. So also it's... probably the oldest of them. Yeah. True. Also, the Frenchies also. Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody else has really stuck around. Look, I'm going to say something right now, and I don't have anything to back it up with, um, so probably shouldn't say it, but it's an opinion-based podcast, so it's kind of what they have me on here for. Uh, like, match-fixing in Counter-Strike, right, or match-fixing in any eSport, it, it really depends on... Like, so so for them, that was before the the real money had come in, right? Like, that when they did that, that was before the money of today existed. Um, but I'd say there's people today who are playing in the lower leagues because Counter-Strike betting is probably all over those things. Like we have a whole commission and shit to look into this stuff. So uh, I, I, people should genuinely, like I, I think by keeping them banned for this time, it kind of serves as a reminder to people that if you fuck up, that's kind of the end. And this will follow you through life, right? Like uh, even if you change and you realize what you did was wrong and everybody changes, right? But those kind of moral implications will kind of stick with these people for life. So the fact that these guys were set an example of I hope that that has has kept a lot of people away from that kind of behavior because I can imagine how easy it would be to go, oh, hey, lose a couple of rounds here and we'll give you a bit of money, you know. Um, hopefully, it served as a positive for other people to not go down that path, but it's obviously a very sad thing so far after the fact. We'll keep it moving. We've spoken about this to the fucking cows come home. Uh, Genji. I still love that phrase. You use it almost every... Um... The, the cows come home? yeah. yeah. Do you not know that one? Well, we talked about it before. I didn't know it until uh, I heard it from you, actually. Probably. Fuck. You do use it quite often. I but make it up, is kind of cool. Like, it's all this shit that my mom... My mom always said all this stuff that didn't make any sense. So I just, like... I don't know. I just kind of started saying it. Like, uh, a quick game is a good game. I don't even know where that came from. But she used to always say that. Anyway. I've, yeah, I have not heard that either. I think it's an Australian thing. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, Genji, not an Australian thing. Uh, a team of of four Asians and and, and one and one white guy basically. Uh, one DreamHack Anaheim. So I used to play in a team of that exact constellation back in Perth. I was the white guy, and the rest of the dudes on my team were Asian, and they were all good, and I sucked. So you Go know, back to Australia after yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all come together here. But uh, look, looking at this, looking at this Genji roster, right? Uh, I don't think too many people considered them to come on in and uh, win. This event. Certainly, certainly not Milan Sky. Like, literally, like, I literally said, there is no way they win their first event together, and then they did it. But Who the fuck saw that coming, though? With all the teams there, I don't think anybody saw that coming. They looked no. good, though. Yeah, surprisingly, they were pretty solid from uh, considering how long they've been together. Because Bentad only came in basically like mid January or something like that. So for them to to make this kind of progress in like a month and a half is pretty amazing, to be honest. I mean, so it wasn't even just... Bad who like carried them through it. It was Sam who was actually doing really well throughout the. He got the MVP, all. right? Yeah, I... the DreamHack one anyway. We didn't uh, give one of ours. Yeah, no top ten teams, so he would... yep. no HLTV MVP. But he was statistically the best player there. So if if there was, he probably would be. I guess I don't know. I think that's the. I think that that and the fact that Automatic was also up there, kind of. And even Kusta was actually doing pretty well, as far as I remember. Yeah. So like everybody was doing well, which I think is a great sign for. Um, for that team because it didn't take you know Bintet just like dicking on everybody and just carrying them through it so I, I think that's a really really good sign for the team 
Yeah, I think just in general, Sam was one of these. He was one of the, like the tens, ten Sam and uh, and Obo were kind of the you know the upcoming NA superstars or whatever. And then Sam kind of fell to the sidelines with uh, I guess signing with Envy and that team being kind of shit. So it seems like it, it was more more about that team than about him not being that good because now in this team he he showed up pretty pretty nicely. So good, good for him. Nice to see like young, young talents do well. So I think the things that we need to kind of point out here, other than this uh, Gen G performance, is the fact that in Group B, MIBR and Ents both went out, <laughs> did not make it out of the group in a tournament with Furia North, Endpoint Fours, Gen G Complexity, MIBR and Ents, and MIBR and Ents. Ents came last. Ents came last at a DreamHack Open. Let's there start was, there. There was Endpoint. Look, Endpoint was at that event, and they were last. It was Ensign Force. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty rough. I mean, the fact that Force lost to Endpoint was also... Um, that's the team who lost to them, so... Force also lost the WSG qualifier for WSG World Finals in, like, the Russian finals, whatever. Yeah. Which, yeah, not, not that the qualification matters, probably because of all of the coronavirus shit going on, but still just a lot of bad results coming in uh, one after another. But yeah, ends, ends finishing last. MIBR going out in groups. All of these great teams once do absolutely... En- do ends have to make a roster change? I think we're getting to... I think we're getting there. Like what do we? Get? Yeah, but but like the thing is, I don't know where to go. Even like obviously, an in-game leader would be the choice, and then there's there's like actually when you think about it, when when they brought in Alexi B, it's not like that team was originally on paper like a super sick team. So they would have to go for a risk once again, and then pick up like an in-game leader from like second, third, fourth finish team. I think like the only name that kind of comes up with like decent fragging and a decent team is uh, Arvid. Is uh, I need to check the team because I mixed them up. He's in Super Super Jimmy SJ right now, and that's like I. That's the only thing that comes to mind for me that makes sense. Because going for oppers with Alu, I, I don't think makes makes a lot of sense. I'd rather have him as an opper than and bring in like a different opper and let Alu in game lead or something fully. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that they're, they're fucked, if I'm going to be honest. I just think that you've gone from being like in the grand final of a major, you fucking destroyed Astralis' nuke streak, and now, and, and now I don't even have words. Now it's like This is like, like, like Kirby living Astralis for North type yeah. thing. You know, except it was actually the team's decision this time, you know. That's, that's just sad. All right, well, I don't know if we'll give them too much time a day because they can join the Virtus Pro pile when it was the old Virtus Pro, who we just don't talk about until they actually do anything. Because it's just at yeah. this point, we're just talking about a team who's doing nothing anymore. They have no relevance to us at this point. Um, okay, so otherwise in this group, Fours is very disappointing as well to come last year. I don't know what's going on with those guys. Like they looked promising for a little while and now it's like they're just not clicking anymore. Some of the stuff I thought was strengths. Do. Yeah, I think it had a lot to do with XP power still, you know, not practicing for them with them for quite a long got time the injury, after, right? Yeah, after yeah. the surgery or whatever he had, I think he was still playing quite little. Um, you know, the funny part is he was still top fragging, so it's obviously like he can't really put that 
put it on that. But still, they didn't practice with him for quite a long time. And that's just going to put a wrench in things. Like, you're not going to be 100% with everything if you haven't played with one of your players, especially if also, it's like a star for a month. Also, think about the, the impact of like Flit being uh, offered a place in Navi yeah. and then being denied that place, allegedly, by fours, like with a ridiculous $1.5 million buyout for a Flit. Uh, so his mindset's probably not like his his mind space is like not in the right place right now probably. And then, as you said, like the the thing with the little playing instead of XE power for like a week or something like that. And then before as well, they had a big break. So a lot of things compounding on uh, on fours right now. It's just hard to hard to look too deep on on that. I think it's just like a I don't I don't think that they're, they're going to be this bad moving on. All right. Is there any anyone else in the group who we're going to talk about? I think like for complexity, we all knew that that like there's going to be a tapering off period, right? They're going to plateau for a little bit, then they're going to have another good result. Most I, was, likely. I was just happy that they didn't win because like the the hype train was just too much for me to bear. It was like they are a team that has some likability, I guess, and then they had some good results, and then the community became unbearable in like <laughs> five days. So I'm just glad they didn't win, so that that can like taper down a bit. Okay. Well, we'll probably move forward from this because I, I assume we're going to really want to jump into the meat and potatoes of this, which is all the talk around Katowice. Uh So we also had a situation that went on down with an update uh, at the start of Katowice, which was, uh, I, I want to say it was kind of a minor update, but it, it did change something to do with the AWP, right? So The thing is, I think this is actually like something that only like pros will or like very, very high level players will notice. Because it's kind of a thing that, like, one of those small things that that like only pros utilize uh, to be just a little bit better than than like the other guy, you know, just like one of those like ex like exploit types type things, even though necessarily it wasn't one because it was in the game for such a long time. So I feel like this, like, most people will probably not even notice that that something like this has happened. But I feel like for a lot of the top tier offers, this will be something that they will have to get used to. I haven't had a chance to play CS since the update because I was at Katowice. We, we didn't have any access to PCs there. So I am going to actually play tonight at some point when I've done it. Look, I'm not an AWPA, right? I never was an AWPA. So I don't know if I'm going to notice too much difference anyway. But I know that Kenny um, uh, Kenny made a, made a tweet just after the update yep. it came out saying he tested it. Um, and, and that I think it, the tweet was like saying that they're trying to like nerf it more, something along those lines. I, I, I don't. I don't really remember exactly what he said, but I'm going to be curious. Like from, my, what I, from what I understand, it's like they removed that like little speed boost that was unintentional, but what you got after firing a shot, I think. So when the, you were that app, while you were crouching. While you were, yeah, so you could do like a kind of a, like a small like jiggle or like move a bit quicker way after you like get the shot off. So like for an average, even like level 10 players on face it, it's not going to change anything, as Striker said. It, you really have to be like in the in the like little details to pick up on this. And but maybe on the top level, it does change things. I don't quite, think it's going to change too much anyway. It's not like you see offers, you know, constantly being crouching, like taking shots, crouching, and stuff like that. That doesn't really happen too much. Like I was trying to actually focus on that when I was watching like the last couple of series at Karavitsa, and I honestly didn't notice like players do that too much. So I think it's generally. Not a not a major thing um, overall. Okay, well we'll keep an eye on that one. We'll see uh, what crops up with it as we, we move on forward. Uh, we're gonna get stuck into. You ready, Lucas? Oh, I'm good, good. I'm glad that you're always listening to me. The good, the bad, and the ugly. 
Alright ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, well, if you missed it, there was a big Counter-Strike tournament that happened over the last week. Uh, it was IEM Katowice, and we had it's the top 10 teams in the world. It's unlikely they missed it, man, like if a million people watched it at the same time. You never know, some people, maybe they were maybe they were sleeping. Um, so, we have to talk about this tournament, and we have to talk about a lot of things with this tournament, because uh, there was, well, a lot to cover. Uh, I I don't want to start in, in the order that we have here, uh, which is good, bad, and then ugly. I, I want to kind of go the opposite way. We're going to mix things up a little bit here. Okay. Uh, I know, it seems a little bit strange. I know the producer loves that when you do that. We're going to start say. with the ugly first, right? And we're going to get this old fucking elephant well and truly out of the room because this one here as a conversation point is probably the one that has the most um, impact on all of our lives, at least those of us working on Counter-Strike. Uh, and here, profs had it listed for us as 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 the ugly. Uh, for those of you who don't understand that the the term the good, the bad, and ugly, it's a it's a fucking it's a well it's a Western movie. Um, but the ugly is like the messy situation, and the messiest situation you could possibly have is this arena that uh, was going to be full, not being able to be filled uh, because the government of the state I don't know the Polish terms of the, for the it, region. Yeah, uh, decided that uh, because of the coronavirus situation, there would be no crowd in attendance. Um, now, I want to get out in front of a couple of things here because maybe the viewers who who watch our our broadcast, uh, maybe they don't don't keep up with too much what's going on in the news. There's been a lot of events all over the world that have been either just completely stopped or have had crowd attendance uh, removed or all of these little bits and pieces. Uh, over the last couple of weeks due to the coronavirus, right? This this thing, you know, we're not trying to scare anybody or do any of that kind of stuff here, but we're just trying to let everybody know that this is a situation that's going on. And, and if you are a government, uh, you are going to be looking out for the health of your citizens. So whether it is, you know, like an impending danger or whether it is something that they're just being cautious of, it's better to be safe than sorry, ladies and gentlemen. And we all know that the death rate is quite low, especially for healthy people, especially for younger people in terms of, you know, uh, young adults. Everything should be fine. But that's not what this is about. It's about the greater good of fucking humanity and the fact that this virus is spreading and all this kind of shit. Anyway, there being no crowd meant that we had a bit of a um, an interesting viewing experience there. Now, Striker, you were at the event. You got to be inside while it was all going on. What did you kind of make of all of it? Honestly, actually, it might be easier for somebody from the outside to kind of like talk about it just because for me, obviously, I'm in the arena for a lot of it. And honestly, it was a little bit weird for me not, you know, to watch those those tournaments or the, those those matches, especially when they were really like high high pressure. Maybe not the last two because they, those were kind of like one sided anyway. But uh, just generally, the high pressure tournament um, matches that we had were obviously, you know, in the arena didn't really quite feel the same way, I guess. But at the same time, like when I was there for like the intro for the playoffs, the like literally the first hour of when we saw the, the, the arena actually being empty and the, the intro was rolling, obviously, you know, a little bit changed to what it was supposed to be. I still felt like the jitters and everything like that, even while I was in the arena, you know. So, yeah, I honestly, for me, it actually didn't have that much of an impact. I know a lot of people are kind of sad to see the, the arena empty and stuff like that, but I still was able to enjoy the event even while being inside. 
And I feel like that was the, the, the same thing for, for people on the outside, just because we saw how much, how many people were actually watching for, for the best uh, matches of the tournament. So I feel like all in all, obviously for the people that were in the arena uh, or were supposed to be in the arena, um, that's going to suck because they didn't get to watch um, their favorite teams, teams live and stuff like that. It's going to suck for ESL as organizers. Uh, because obviously that that's that's a big loss that they had to take, and God knows how it's going to impact them in the future, um, potentially like other events being canceled. But in general, for viewers at large, overall, I think it didn't really have a massive impact. At least I didn't think so. What about for you, prof watching from home? How how is the experience for you? Uh, it was actually I expected it to be like worse, but you get used to it like super quickly, and it's just. There not being a crowd just makes it can not that it makes sense, but we had a lot of events without crowds in the past, like the Star Series event uh, in in Turkey, for example. Yep. It was a big event, great teams and all of that, but no crowd. It, it's just kind of sad. Like one of the first games I was watching with some friends and and a friend that doesn't watch CS or anything. So to show him the game but without the crowd kind of sucked. Like it couldn't really display the the grandeur of the whole thing and how big it is and how exciting. Like any good play with the, with the crowd is going to be more exciting and it's going to be easier to like really get involved in it. So I think that's the thing that Stryker kind of, kind of mentioned. It's, I don't think it's like such a big loss for, for ESL for this event in terms of they had to refund the tickets or whatever, but it's just, they missed the opportunity to be, am I cam die again? Uh, they just missed that opportunity to make some more memorable moments uh in in katowice this year i think that's the biggest uh, i mean it's not like memorable memorable moments didn't happen they did but more of it could have happened and like more iconic things so that's i think the the saddest part could about you, everything and yeah i was gonna say could you imagine that arena full while navi is just ripping astralis like limb yeah. from limb like yeah, some honestly, of those was... plays man fuck yeah it would have been imagine like the, the, the flamey galileis like that would have Astralis. Yeah. yeah and also everyone hate like everyone loves when an underdog wins and astralis has been winning for so long i think it would be like everyone would be super into it like just like destroying them so hard yeah, it's also yeah, the navi be... just generally have a pretty big following anywhere they go like a, yeah. basically as long as they're not playing against the local team like they're gonna have a, a decent support so i feel like they would have had a pretty good support in poland too from even from uh, from uh, like previous years i remember they did so I that that would have been pretty good. That's yeah, I agree yeah, with that. Like last year in Katowice was the, like the ENS ENS fans. Like some of them were ENS fans, and the rest of them was just like people that kind of tagged along because like, these guys were having fun and ENS were doing well. So for every like playoff match, there were more and more people going crazy for for ENS. So that was that was like a super cool thing. And then that could not happen this year because of the whole virus thing. So I, I think like when it when it was announced, like it was super sad for me. Like I was really like i don't really get affected by things most of the time it's like yeah this kind of sucks so what can you do but i think it was salvaged overall it was still a good show right yeah like for us we obviously changed some things on the back end um we had some ideas that we were trying to make happen last minute to see if we could integrate some different stuff to offer the viewer a little bit of a different experience we were unable to pull those off uh for a couple of reasons um but uh, for just just so people get the human element of this right because a lot of people out there like a lot of people who comment online um they're not involved in this on a day-to-day -day, and i get it 
if you know, like for me, I live my life literally out of sight, out of mind. Like I'm a heartless, I have no empathy. I'm a pretty shit human when it's not something that I'm involved in. And, and Counter-Strike is the one thing that I'm involved in. So for just, just for the human element, for people at home, like when this news came through, it's not like everybody just like stood around and just went, you know, oh fuck, you know, like this sucks. Like it, there was, there was definitely, it, it definitely sucked the life out of it. And everybody kind of like had to take a step back to realize like this is actually happening. Um, but it's for all those reasons that we spoke about before that I think everybody is like a mature adult and can understand, yeah, this is just the government doing what they think is right in this situation. But when, when Carmack, when Mihao came on the couch to give the, the speech about what had, had come on down, obviously, for those people who don't know Carmack, he's Polish. He's been involved with ESL for a very long time. I would look at the event um, in Spodek like it's his, his, his pride and joy, like it's his baby, right? Because obviously, he has a lot of pride at being his home event. I have a lot of pride every time I go to Sydney or this year, it's going to be Melbourne. Same kind of thing. Um and when he's there on that couch, and I know I know Mihao personally, right? And, and when he's on the couch and he's giving that speech, uh, and and he's having a hard time, you know, delivering that um, and getting all worked up, but like that's emotional to me there as well. And then like at the end when they did that speech, the end of the uh, end of the event and stuff, the same kind of thing. Like uh, this is stuff that people are spending months and months and months and months of their life working on in every key element, right? Like from the stage design or the elements that you see in the HUD or those videos that people are editing, like down to the tiniest detail to, to make like the, the producer, Tom Eric is somebody who I work on with all of these events. And, and this guy is working harder than anybody I've ever met. And, and like, I just want to let people know that it sucks for everybody that there was no crowd, but it, it sucks for like these people and the players as well who who, who want to put on a show. Like th these are the people who want to, you know, have the crowd there and show their best work across the board for everyone. And then for there to not be any any crowd there, like it just, th there's a human element to all of this. So people are just want them to, to be able to feel that, you know? All right, we got that out of the way now. I've been all, been all emo and sad. Let's let's keep the conversation going. We'll stick with the ugly. We'll finish off the ugly and then we'll fucking we'll move on through. Oh, let's go. This other one is pretty fun, right? Yeah. So, what more can Zaiwu do? Now, what more can he do? I I don't know if I vocalized this on the show many times before. I I think that it's obvious that there needs to be a change or two within this Vitality roster. Um and it's not the sub, the, the suspects who I would have thought once upon a time who who it needs to be that's definitely changed um but right now this team like there's a couple of names and i don't know how you guys feel but they're like top five poses right i think that there's going to be a bit of a, a <laughs> what? i think look i think there's like, like posing in the top five okay so like in english if you call someone like a poser right it's like they're they're pretending to be they're fake. something something right? yeah something yeah. or not yeah right and i'm not saying that vitality are pretending to be a top five team i'm just saying that i think that they had a couple of results throughout their time that elevated them up to to that point and i want to say the same with mouse sports but i'm sure everybody will fucking kick off about that shit but what do we think let's start with you strike what do you think yeah. vitality have to do to get back on track i'm just gonna challenge that poser thing because like to be honest like throughout they were probably the third best team of or at least like for challenging for like the the status of the third best team of last year. So to call them a top five poser, maybe at this point, obviously, sure you can do that. But like throughout last year, I don't think there's there was any question that they were a top five team. Uh, in terms of what they can do now, honestly, it's really tough just because of how the French scene works. And the problem is like 
it's going to be difficult to find a good replacement for anybody that you decide to to remove. So um, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know what they could do, barring you know stealing somebody from G two, which I just don't see happening. Um, I'll I'll quote. Uh... I won't try to pronounce his real name, Ekstaz, the coach of Vitality, back from uh, like uh, late after the, after the major, uh, after they removed NBK. He said, it's the last French-speaking team at, at Vitality. All right. So this, yeah. is, so this is it. Like th This cannot go any longer. Does I and... speak English? Yeah, he does. He just doesn't want to. Okay. So with him, Alex, theory, obviously Alex would be the best English speaker because he's from Britain. You just need to go international. Like at this point, like there are no other French players that you can try that could like, you can try other players, but the chance of them working out is so low that I don't think it makes sense, right? It would be a massive gamble on someone completely unproven or someone that's been around like a shock that has fall has not been to the heights of shocks and has fallen like probably lower than the than what shocks is right now so if shocks completely did not work then what's the point in that just go international so that what we're speculating with here is stuff that would be like we'd have to like build a full roster and see what players available or they have a lot of money who would they i mean obviously that? you'd start with like one or two roster changes and that would probably be RPK probably because of English and then probably shocks in my opinion like as a semi-star player or whatever you probably can find someone that's gonna do some of the lurking in a in a better way I don't think that's like a super supportive role where you can frag I think that's like something that I don't know frozen on Miles sports does pretty pretty well so you can probably find someone pretty semi young semi like unproven that's gonna be doing that job much better. So so what do we think? The, I think there's like, a, honestly, there's up to three people that you could you could um, you could you also could, replace Apex. Yeah. Like anyone except Alex and Zaiwu, in my opinion, yeah. are replaceable. So so where would you start, Striker? If you had to like, first of all, what do you think is the biggest problem right now with Vitality? And if you had to replace one or two names, who would be those one or two names? Honestly, I mean, firepower is one thing that you just have to look at, just because. You just never have a consistent like second star to Zaiwu. It was something that NBK was talking about last time when that he was on, which was just that like they ter take turns, you know, starring for the team and stuff like that. But obviously that's not sustainable. Like you want to have like a second player who's going to be up there with Zaiwu all the time, right? You don't want them to to kind of like take turns based on maps or just based on how they're feeling. That just doesn't seem very consistent, right? I mean, you could so, take turns, but then the total needs to be like. No, of course, at, at least over across a series, someone needs to go above a 1.0 rating. You can't go like, oh, this is my good map, 1.20 rating, and then 0 0.6 on the other two maps. Like, yeah, that, but that's that the thing. Like, it, that really just doesn't happen consistently enough, right? And that's because like you can't really uh, bank on like all the time having like a second like Alex or Shox or, or Apex. It generally doesn't tend to be RPK, but even he has some of those games sometimes. Uh, but it's just like, it's not something that you can put your money on, right? It's just something that's not going to happen consistently. So you, that's, that's I guess, where you want to start. And like you say, like, considering Shox was brought in to kind of be like another star to the team uh, in a lot of ways, I think that's where you have to start um, and, and try to find another star, with, like we said, probably internationally. And honestly, if it wasn't the, the, the English question, I, I would actually go for Apex in, like, as, as a second priority, not RPK. Yeah, I, think I think RPK has a very, very 
clear role on the team that I think he's fulfilling pretty well. Yeah, he I might not be that. skilled enough like all the time to to like perform at that level, but I think he's like solid enough most of the time that uh, that I think, uh, or rather at least he's better at it than the other two are at their roles. I think. Like as the as the let's say on paper worst fragger on the team, he's not. There's not like a big difference when you look at the stats between yeah. him and everyone else. So th uh, that should not be the issue. Just, that, I don't think want, it's the issue. You just want a player like RPK on your team, even if he yeah. doesn't have, doesn't isn't necessarily. Especially, like, especially if you're changing a lot of things, like that is a guy that's going to bring you some stability. But I'm just like because of the English factor, I don't think that that would work, right? Yeah, I think that they have to overcome a couple of hurdles there. So this is a thing that let, if we're going, well, what we're doing now is we're talking about solutions that we think could fix the team to make them better, but. Prof, if you were looking at this now and you were you were the team, how many would you would wait until the middle of the year? Would you do it now? Would you would you give it some more time? What would you do? What do you think they would do? I, yeah, that is that is pretty hard to because I don't think they 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 didn't come into this year thinking yeah we suck. They they came in oh okay we finished top five last year, uh, maybe had a bit of a slump but like it's gonna start well and then they got go to blast and they go to this event and both are pretty pretty bad overall so i think now they're only starting to think of okay maybe things can't work out so i don't think they like if they came into the year already thinking our, our team sucks then now they would make the change but i don't think that's the mentality they probably will give it until the until the major and then go for changes like mid mid-year or something like that just quickly did the world rankings just change now probably no, should be if we no 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 not yet well, I can see. Yeah, it. yeah, it yeah, it did. Yeah, oh, it did. did just now. Yeah, oh, literally, did. I literally Lucas. just, I literally just like three Bring minutes ago, up. I checked it. Lol. Vitality oh, number nine. Okay, this is good because we can we can work this into some of our uh, some of our conversation here. You can bring this up from time to time, Lucas, while oh, we're going through okay. this. Um. Okay. So, the vitality one for me, like, I don't have too much to say. I just the the type of Counter Strike that they're kind of delivering. They obviously have good ideas. They're just not landing it. Like, it's just not working. Um, so I don't know. I don't really have anything I want to get stuck into too much about. Especially them. in the current meta, when you see like teams like Navi and stuff like that, where you're like Flamey, who is like the third, fourth best, well, like best player on the team, just like aces people with a Galil. You need to have more individual like power. I think. I think it's. Oh, you can always go like the complete other direction, but I don't think that will work for a team that has the best player, second best player in the world that wants to be the best. If you just want to be like a top 10 team, then you can continue doing what what they're doing right now. But no one wants to be that, especially if you have Zaiwu in the team. I'd be a top 10 team, Prof. Yeah, I mean, I would as well. <laughs> I could be your RPK, man. <laughs> All right. No, I can't. He's so I much better. Think, I, I don't think you can be RPK. Honestly, like, nah. if if you'd want to be somebody, if it's like if it's somebody like Apex, you, you want to join like, Tyler? I what? can be a, Nah. That was a joke. Didn't land. You probably want to be Apex just because he gets away with dying first a lot, just because that's kind of his role, you know, and stuff like that. So I feel like that's like the position that you would want to be in. Nah, I'm a passive player. Let's talk All about right. the rankings then. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, I'm honestly Lucas, a bit surprised. Bring, Navi bring these up. All right, so we can start tying this into different parts of our discussion. So these have just been updated, ladies and gentlemen. Navi straight up there in second position. Thank God. I need mouse spots to tank a little bit more to keep the bait, uh, the the bet safe. Um, all right, G2 have moved up a couple of slots. Liquid have dropped. EG have dropped. Phase have gone up one. Vitality have dropped down one. And 100 Thieves have maintained their positions. So four the next... points off, by the way, at the top. They're oh, four dear. points away from each other. Oh, dear. What's, also, uh... Ants dropped to 
20th, and MIBR oh out of top God. 20. Wait, Prof, who? Ence is 20th. Who? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I forgot about yeah, that. We're not talking about that. I anymore. forgot about it. Sorry, man. Yep, they're banned. Ants are banned. Um, all right, so we only. Oh, what other movies we got on? Do you remember that we actually up? used the, we banned my BR two like a long time ago? Yeah, but I guess we don't really talk about them anymore either. Not much, no. All right, so I think what we could do here is talk about Navi because that's the biggest jump up in the rankings, right? So we'll move to the good. And we'll talk about Navi. So my button's not working properly, Lucas. Is it because I did it in the wrong order? All right, thank you. All right, so we're going to talk about Navi. They came on in. They had a perfecto on the 24th of January, 2020. They went to Ice. They lost to Maus in the grand final. They went to Blast. They beat Astralis. They went to Katowice. They lost to Fnatic, and they beat everybody else. And, and, and uh, Fnatic, including later on and they look like absolute Not, monsters uh, G2, never mind yeah they the fanatic was the only team that beat them and that was in the in the group stage right so if we're looking at this they beat phase twice they lost to fanatic once they beat g2 in the grand final they beat astralis uh they beat and liquid, liquid as well and there's one more team name i'm missing here they beat one more team Oh, and they fucking yeah. steamrolled NIP on Mirage. Holy shit, they reamed those guys out. Um, Na'Vi, now you guys know I've been hyped about these guys for a while. I was even hyped when Guardian was fucking announced on the team. Uh, do we think, Striker, we'll start with you, okay. that this Na'Vi, not to the level we saw, like not to the destruction level, but do we think they're here to stay as a, as a top contender? I... Look, the reason I'm hesitant, right, is because it was really a... a I'm going to repeat what uh, Blad wanted to coin, which is the fuck you brand of Counter-Strike, which I honestly, I definitely agree with that sentiment. That's, that's just generally how they play. They just didn't give a shit. That's basically how they played. But that's not necessarily something that you would expect them to, to repeat again and again. Like you say, sure, maybe... Ugh... I don't think they will. I, don't, I still think that... Well, okay, I guess you said that uh, it wasn't going to be to this to this kind of level. They're not going to own that, everybody like that yeah, every no, time. No, I don't no, think that's, anyone expects that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think they're, they're definitely going to be title contenders from, from now on. We've seen how high they can, they can peak, right? The problem I see is this, this was the sort of confidence that doesn't last. Yeah, like, it, I don't it, see this lasting, especially like with the way that they started the tournament. Like They really ramped up in the playoffs like to a level that I, like nobody could have expected but from how they looked in the groups for example like there's there's no way that team would have been able to win this convincingly you know or even probably won the event i think they would have lost to like an astralis if they played the way that they did in in the group stage but they didn't they just like all showed up in the playoffs and that's not something that i expect them to do every single event that they go to maybe they're going to win like an event here and there but they're not going to be like a, a contender for the number one spot consistently, I don't think. All right, let's do this. So you've heard just, Prof, you just heard Striker's position on this. Let me add this little bit of context to it, and then you can give your take on it. They, according to Simple, other than the officials that we've actually seen them play, they've only had two weeks of practice with Perfecto in the lineup. So how does that weigh into what Striker's saying? That, I don't think it changes the, the basic argument, which is that th this really reminds you of like the phase uh, New York or whatever, and maybe some of the liquid wins early on, where it's 
super momentum based and uh, obviously phased in last and liquid lasted longer but also had I think it's kind of accepted now that that was kind of a air-free space for them to just like penetrate and win tournaments when everyone was kind of shaky and Furia was finishing top two or whatever so that is the 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 worrying side for me and especially their T sides not being that good that is also something that people can exploit with time so but I think they're they're fucking sick so that 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 will also just balance it out to be like a top five team as they should be with this lineup however you turn it around I like the I like the the likening this this lineup to to the phase of maybe like two years ago uh, that that is pretty accurate to me I think for me, I and and I am probably a little bit blinded here. Like for whatever reason, the likening that I took, like I said, when even when Guardian was at it, the likening I took to the constellation of this roster with Blade behind them, like it all just in my mind, I was like, this is gonna be fucking sick. They just have so much firepower. Like Blade's gonna make all these six strats and tell them how to play every single situation, and then when they need a solution, Simple and Electronic are just gonna do something that we've never seen before, and everyone's gonna lose their fucking minds, and it's gonna be crazy, and no one's gonna be able to stop them. It's gonna be wild, right? That's me just fucking on three different coffees a million miles a minute. Like that's how I look at this team. And then I take into the fact that they have only had that limited amount of practice and they were doing prep work and countering the tendencies of these teams. And sure, they people couldn't really know what to counter theirs because they were just kind of adjusting to their own shit, right? They were adjusting to everybody they were playing. But Blade, when he was the in-game leader of Flipside, had these fucking sick executes. Like he had these awesome strategies. And if he can add even just a couple of these little gimmicks into the game, of this Navi roster and they continue to get better. FaZe had the issues of communication. FaZe had the issues of getting to finals and then choking and then not be and then losing their way, right? This That's team true. right here have come on in and they've done things immediately, like straight off the bat. They've just come in and they've just fucked everybody up. And right now, Katowice was the main thing on everybody's agenda. If you were the the Astralises, the Liquids, the EGs, the World, the 100 Thieves, maybe you have a little bit of a shaky time over there at Blast, but your sight was set on Katowice. So these guys have no, like all the other teams, every single other name has no excuse for showing up to this tournament not prepared. It's the first master championship in the ESL Pro Tour, which all these guys are a part of, which qualifies you for Cologne and shit. This is the first big event. This is the only big event that we have until Pro League in 15 days' time, and then that's a fucking month-long thing. Like, this is the main focus for everybody coming in here. This isn't like a slow taper into the year, and now we're going to have a million other tier one and a half slash two events where we get maybe six of the top 10, or we get a couple of the top 10 and a bunch of good-looking tier. This was all the big teams. And they yeah. just came in here and just fucking, look, I don't think they're going to replicate the bodying of everybody, but I think the context of them only having a limited amount of time with a sick cunt coach behind them, <laughs> going forward, that's a, sick cunt's nice, all right, boys, let me explain this. If you're, a, if you're a sick cunt, that's the best that thing you positive. can be. That, yeah, if, that is positive. If you're a I sad cunt, you're the worst thing you could ever be. You want to be a sick cunt. And Blade's a sick cunt. And... I, I just think like I, I want I don't I look look I was the guy on the desk who was like everybody saying Astralis are playing boring counter strikes you're idiots this is beautiful I'm even bored of Astralis winning so I want Navi to win I want they're Navi saying Navi number one of 2020 that's yes. what you're saying lock it in now okay I think I think they're the real deal right I I, I think they are genuinely the real deal can and I actually, can I actually condition this on something because I think that's going to be really important 
So far this year, we've seen Bomic step it up a lot. I think we can all agree on that, especially in that final. But just beyond that, Lord he's Bumich, had he's had please. two really good uh, performances. Here's the full title, Lord Bomic. Lord Bomic, I'm sorry. Okay, Lord Bomic. If he keeps this up, I can see that happening. I think I think it's going to depend on that because we've seen Flamey, you know, go up and down. I think uh, I'm not sure we ever we can ever expect him to be like the third consistent third star of Navi anymore, just because he's kind of like dropped out of that status and then just come back up for a while, dropped out of it, come back up. Perfecto is just too passive, like to be like a a, a game changer, you know, for uh, for this team. So I think Bumi just got to be that. And if he is that, I can I can get behind that theory. The the thing with Bumich is that nuke game, like, like I that was I, ridiculous. I don't understand what I watched those last two days. Like I I was sitting there with a bunch of people who who are part of Counter Strike because they work on the production, and they're all doing their bits and pieces, and I'm sitting there doing my skybox clips, and these rounds are happening, and I'm just laughing. Like I've got headphones on, and I'm just <laughs> laughing, and everyone's looking at me like, "Is this kind of all right? Like, what's was is he?" And I was just laughing because I could not believe what they were doing to these teams. Like, we've seen we've seen teams get dismantled before, right? Like they'll try and do a default, and then everyone just gets picked off and dies. But they were just going to areas, and and Boomich was getting like three kills, like every time. Like, what was he like nine and zero in in opening jewels or some shit? I was like, this doesn't eight, make eight, any sense. And, yeah. Uh, it just makes sense like that. That that new game was against G two was super ridiculous. I love like he was. I don't remember the halftime score, but he went five, into the T. Yeah, and then went into the, the, the T side, eco round, and he like Glock rushing through doors. Oh yeah, burst fire kills Nexa out of like with the first like two bullets. Who kills people with two bullets with a burst? Like the burst is the most retarded piece of shit that doesn't work on the Glock or the Famas. Never go two bullets never go into the head into the head. Easy two bullets into the head. Just like why is this happening? They don't even win the round, but it doesn't matter. Like it's so ridiculous. So th that's that's also like kind of like that cannot stay. Like that level of performance from anyone. Like simple doesn't have game like he has games like that, but not all the time. So that that is kind of the worrying worrying. It's not worrying. They're they're still super sick. So, what do we think about? I, like, I, you already said you feel Perfecto is quite a passive player, but I felt like he's a pretty safe pair of hands, right? It, it didn't feel like he was letting them down in too many situations. No, no, not at all. Um, he was winning a good amount of clutches. I felt like I, I think that I think that him as like the what Simple said in the. Did you hear? Did you guys uh, strike? You wouldn't have because you would have had all the press conference the, shit. The couch but, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you hear the some of the questions that were being asked there, or some of the answers? I didn't hear anything. It was kind of like weird, like the whole thing. It's an interesting dynamic, yeah. Yeah, electronic was super sad <laughs> because yeah, he had a shit tournament. He was like, "Yeah, I play bad. It's I'm not happy." Yeah, Trace goes. <laughs> okay. Trace asked him like some question about like how he was feeling about the team or the win or whatever, and he he was instantly was like, uh, "I'm not happy with my own performance." Like he he didn't. <laughs> He didn't even like smile or anything. Like he was being deadly serious, and it was like, oh, oh, you just you just won, dude. Where like everyone's happy, and he was like, yeah, I'm not happy with how I played. I like, Honestly, well, like, someone just said in chat, there's no. You actually had something to say. I didn't want to. No, 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 no. I got nothing. We're good. Um, like there is no weak link in Navi. That's a uh, someone from chat. I think actually like the biggest over, not a biggest overperformance, but overperforming as well. Aside boom, which was flamey. Like the way he yep. played in these games that they won later in the playoffs, it was like literally no mistakes, getting 
even when he made a mistake, like this this one one round on ramp against Astralis, not the ace, but the round where he got he got caught with a flash or something, and then he doesn't die instantly, goes to the Krieg and kills two guys. Like absolutely doesn't make any sense. He should die there 99% of the time. And he was pulling out those kinds of rounds, even when he was like out of position and stuff like that. So I think maybe him just going down a bit sees them like, I don't know, touchable by other teams. But this, which, is, the, which this I, is the confidence thing that I was talking about. I think yeah. when that like goes away, I think that's where we're, we're going to see a more realistic Navi. And I'm, I'm just curious about what happens to Navi when that starts happening, you know? Obviously, they're going to be able to win tournaments if they like turn up this way. But um, is that going to be consistent? I'm not not entirely sure. All right. Well, I've I've gagged enough of my eyes are watering on all that Navi cock I've just been deep throwing. So let's <laughs> keep this moving. Let's talk about uh, the other the other good here, which is uh, Fnatic coming on in now. Their playoff match, if ladies and gentlemen only watched that, they probably get the wrong impression of Fnatic. They had uh, 78 days off coming into this event. They came on in. They had uh, what you might consider a bit of like a, a warm up match against Renegades, um, where they actually Dexter won a clutch and there was a massive comeback on that Inferno game. But uh, that's not what we're talking about here. Uh, Fnatic coming in. What did you make of this, Prof? Like, were you were you surprised? I was pretty much surprised. Like even the first game against Renegades, I thought, okay, maybe Renegades have some some form of a chance here. But they got super stomped on the first map, which is us two and their pick. And then, yeah, the the comeback was kind of too late. But I don't know. Like Fnatic overall looked pretty good. Even I don't remember which game. There's just so many games. So one Inferno from Fnatic. I really saw a lot of cool cool little things like you pointed out a couple of them on the on the telestrator with like uh the mid retakes they were doing on the ct side and also just like retaking the a bomb site they had some like cool smokes to to help the people from long wrap into site there's like jw through like from mid he threw a smoke to isolate like the view from the from the pit just like kind of simple things but you see that they're not just doing like complete bullshit stuff they have these like tactical small things and then on top of that they also had the classic like fanatic bullshit rounds which are like mid pushing jumping through windows and stuff like that so it's a like a pretty good balance in, in my opinion of of all of the things so striker their yep. playoff match right uh what what do you think went wrong for them there because it it was looking like they're a team who who could have gone deep in this i mean the the g2 one right yeah they, they played 100 thieves that was a double overtime game and then G2. I'm trying to remember that one because I remember remember more the first one uh, where they play against the 100 Thieves. And I thought, based on that, I thought, yeah, there's no way this team will win this just because they they looked pretty shaky and then had to like pull it out of their hat to even come back on that. I think it was Mirage. Yeah, and so they, they, had to come they back took against 100 Thieves. They took Dust 2 off of G2, which is a pretty big win to take. But then on like Inferno as the first map, if I remember rightly, there was a lot of those scrappy rounds that Fnatic would normally win that they didn't win. I felt like there was maybe four, maybe five of those situations that honest, would normally like, go in their favor. G2 have been really good at those, though. Like, I feel like G2 were, like, a bad matchup for Fnatic in that sense just because both teams are kind of... were pretty strong at those... at this event anyway, like G2 at least. Fnatic have been known for that for a long time, but I think G2 kind of matched them in that sense just because of something that Nexus said even in my interview with him after the group stage, I think it was... Where he was saying that they just they literally like lose a player and then they just group up 
and they, yeah, they the just four, trade the... off, off off Kenny basically. And that's honestly, if you look at how they play, that's a lot of what they do. They just like literally just group up and try to um, try to like find an advantage somewhere and just get us take a site in four people, and that's it. Like they they don't really they don't really pull out like massive you know mid mid round decisions. They just literally group up and play off Kenny. And so that's um, it's just something that I think Fnatic weren't necessarily ready for. Yeah, uh, I wanted to add like about the four v fives that you mentioned. About G now we're talking about G two, but still, I think that G two Fnatic was kind of a like a role reversal of what we would expect from Fnatic in G two, just because as you said, like the G two were running these crappy rounds, and then Fnatic losing a complete blunder at the end yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. like that eco that happened. Oh, yeah. uh, so that is an interesting and just about the 4v5s I uh, tried to find it now but after the grand final like G2's stats overall were completely wrecked but I think in the, after the semi they had a 60% T side 4v5 win so they had like, they lose a player and they win 60 like more often than they lose that was so completely with, ridiculous with some of the stuff that they were doing especially in that fanatic matchup right like with those really fast plays they had this they did the same kind of thing on inferno and train is because when they were when they had secured 14 or 15 rounds and they were looking pretty and then it got real gritty instead of slowing it down and going oh let's isolate this area and we'll try and do this execute they just went the opposite they just went let's just fucking rush like they had that round um where they bought nades and pistol upgrades on Inferno. And then they did the nades. And one of the nades missed. One of the nades landed in front of the sandbags, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. They naded top banana, they killed the guy, and they naded sandbag. And they would have killed the other guy too. But one of the nades missed. So he got two kills from that position. Like, they could have won that round right there. They were doing, like, really fast stuff that was forcing Fnatic into these weird retakes. It was... It was like they were Fnatic were constantly under siege, and then I talk about it on the desk. But that round they won, where Amanek pushed forward and got into City Spawn, right? So that conditioned Fnatic to be scared when uh, on the last round of the game because they went two guys Ivy, they went around Dark Side, they traded. They I think they killed JW at Spawn or whatever, and then when they yeah, were retaking JW through, in that situation, he didn't need a fight. He I don't know why he was fighting there. Yeah, he shouldn't he, have fought the second guy. Like he got a pick, he stopped the push from that side, and he could have just been passive yeah. and waited to push, but he wanted to get to get that kill. So then when that happened, it took them like, it felt like forever, like a good 10, 15 seconds just to clear CD spawn. And then yeah. Hunter, obviously, all he had to do was kill the diffuser. That, and that was because it. of, literally all because of JW, you know, dying in that situation because they just tried to get Kenny S out of that position from that point, like behind that train, basically. And it took them, like you say, it just took them so long that they just didn't leave themselves enough time to, to retake anymore, which was just, yeah, one of those pressure situations that you would expect an addict to play better. Um, but just in general, yeah, I think it came down a lot, a lot to G2s. First of all, I felt like their strat book was actually really deep. Um, considering what type of a team they are, the, the amount of like different strats that they're able to pull out, in, even in like a half buys scenarios like this one, which actually Nexa told me was literally just their pistol round strat, that's what he called. Like, let's just play the pistol round with, with these pistols like against guns, actually, and that worked. But just in general, like, it feels like they have a, they have a lot of strats. Um, which I'm sure is, is partly down to, to Nexa and Malik just, you know, working together and making sure that they just have a plan for, for basically every round. Yeah, I think that they are going to be a, a very good team. Um, the only thing being their issue, issue is probably the experience that they're going to have to build up over time, right? Because for the majority of the guys in this team, they haven't played a lot of big tournaments, especially deep. 
But I think what Malik has done with them uh, in terms of their approach to the game is great. Like they, like you're saying, they have they have a lot of depth, but it's not just they have a lot of depth in the way I would say that 100 Thieves have a lot of depth in strats. They have a lot of depth in if they just take an area and they decide they want a three-man wide swing, they have the individuals who can just wide swing and hit those shots. Like they don't need to run a conditioning situation, a set piece where everything's smoked off and flashed and everything's perfect. They actually have the individuals that can make the miracles or make the harder plays happen. And then if that doesn't work, they can always fall back on the more structured side. So I think they like have a really nice balance at the moment. Uh, the grand final, I don't think is indicative of the team no, that we can nobody expect. could have beaten that Navi, to be honest. I think it's it wasn't nothing about G2. Maybe sure, like Kenny, I think was tilted at some point because you could see, see that he was just doing so badly. So yeah, I can get how, how some of them were probably getting tilted at some point because it was just getting too one-sided. But just in general, I feel like nobody could have beaten that version of Navi. So I, look, do we do we think G two are going to be a consistent team in in the top five? I think they're going to be on the edge of that. Like where they are now, I feel like they're they're going to be able to like you know maybe have like a contention to win the events as we saw now. Um, I'm not entirely sure that they they're just suddenly going to become like a a challenger to like an Astralis, you know, for the number one spot necessarily. But I do expect them to to kind of stay around the spot where they are now and potentially like improve later. But at this point, I, I'd, I'd say they have like a good shot of winning like one out of four events or something and just uh, just being in a good position. All right, for you, Prof, let me put it this way. Who's got more growth potential from what you saw? Because I think everybody agreed what they saw from FaZe was better than what we'd normally see. Um, who do you think has more growth potential, G2 or FaZe in 2020? Hmm. G2 or FaZe? I mean, if we're talking about like current ranking, I think, I think they're kind of on a similar level long term like now phase is like number eight and g2 is number five but i don't think that is too indic indicative and as well like phase did lose to navi twice which turned up to be like the best best team at the event so uh i don't know i think they they i think phase are better than the placing they had in in katowice okay so to be fair they were still top eight like they and they lost to navi who are obviously like at a pretty good level at that point so i don't think phase is um Phase's placing was actually that bad. I mean, overall, sure they didn't make it to playoffs, but these well, I events... think they could have like beaten Liquid and like he and Aiji didn't make top top six. So you beat Liquid? What do you mean? I think they could have beaten Liquid, like Phase. Why are we talking who, about who finished top or? six? Phase Liquid oh, okay, finished top six. Oh, okay, like and... potentially not that they yeah. they met. Okay, got it. Well, yeah, I mean especially when they beat Liquid twice and and plus so. Let's yeah. play that. Let's play that game, though, right? That that uh, strikers, uh, sorry, profs, kind of started here. Out of all the teams that we saw, right at this event, and and, and I want I, this is where I'm. I don't want you to use the data that you have. I don't want you to use like the the rankings of how they were. I don't want to have the decay of any bullshit. I don't want to, to keep in consideration of who won Epicenter. I want from what you saw of Counter Strike so far in 2020. Uh, and what you think in your heart of hearts, like what you're projecting, what you think is going to happen. Who do you think at this point in time, or let's say in a three-month window from now, the top five are? Like the, the, it doesn't have to be super clear, but who do you guys have as your top five teams? In a, in a, you, can, you can give it to me in any order. Like you don't have to do it like one to five necessarily, but who are the teams you would be putting in, in that race? Either you can start. I don't mind. Um, I'm going to start. I'm fine with that. Um, Astralis Navi, I think the current top two is pretty obvious. Um, I'm like, sure, I'm, I'm taking in mind that um, you were saying not to 
go off the rankings, but I'm just going off them just to see well, like what teams I'm considering, right? I'm just to, sure. just not to not to forget anybody. Astral is Navi, I think for sure. I think those two are pretty much locks. Astral is like assuming that they're not going to keep being in the place that they are. I, I assume they're going to come back from this, and this, they still had a great event. If you disregard the actual semifinal, because they they were pretty confident in the group stage, they they looked like a team that could have won the event if they didn't meet like a Navi that that was at this level. Like honestly, Astra is probably barring they you know barring Navi um, showing up that the way they did, Astra were probably in a tournament winning form. So Astra I'm gonna keep there. Navi, I think based on this at least, assuming they're still gonna be able to like boom, it just doesn't suddenly drop off or anything. I think that he's, they're still gonna be at this. Like at least like in the top five, I'm I'm scrambling as to the rest because I'm still not losing faith in Liquid or even EG. Honestly, like the, those two are my. You're like, not losing faith in EG. No, I'm not. Interesting. Honestly, I'm not. But especially Liquid, 100%. I see Liquid being the better out of the two, um, long term. So I, I would put Liquid in there just because I think one of the two will make it. The problem is like. V2, I said we're going to be on the edge, so that's another like situation, some, something like that. And Fnatic have so far been really consistent. So like so far, I have Astralis, Navi, Fnatic, Mouse Sports. I think I'd put, I'd still put in there. So that's four, right? And, and then the last one is like G2 or Liquid, yeah. Okay, so you've kind of rounded think... it out there at like five and a half, but that's that's cool. Yeah, that's... pretty much. Okay, it's just hard to say between, like. Like hard to see what's going on with Liquid. That's that's why I'm kind of hesitant as to as to which one. Which is like I honestly went with a mega boring answer just because I literally picked the current top six to be the, the top six three months <laughs> from now. But it's just how it works, I'll, honestly. If you look at it, because I'll, EG have been fucking take, up phase. Yeah, go for it. I'll take Astralis, Navi, Fnatic, and then I'll take a phase. I okay. will not take Liquid or EG because none of them show signs of improving and are not top five right now. So, want like what are we basing this on? So then I'm left with like either Mouseports or G2 out of these teams, or like a Vitality, Miraculous, Resurrection of like Shoxy Jesus three days, three years later after his like burial. So I, I'm not going for that. So I'll just go uh, Astralis, Navi, Fnatic, Phase. And I'll, I'll put in a G2 instead of Mouseports. Just a fuck Strikers bet. Okay. All right. So I, I'm like, I kind of fit more along yours, Prof. There, I think that like, like I said earlier, I think Fnatic in the, in the playoff matches, especially the semifinal was not the, the same team. Like they just looked like they had a really sloppy off day. Normally they'll have a day where, you know, at least one or two of their stupid plays works. That day... None of their stupid plays worked besides JW and the smoke near window against an eco. That was about it. Um, I I like the the Navi Astralis call. I'm happy with, and I th I think phase as well. And then like I would probably this is where I, I would I I I want to have hope for Liquid. Like just to think about all the star players on that team. But I kind of have to side with Prof a little bit in the sense of there hasn't looked like there's been any improvement and it's this when twisted honest, from his... how they looked like from how shaky they looked at blast to this i don't think i don't think that's uh to be fair like i didn't see all their all their matches so it's kind of hard for me to to gauge uh, overall but it's just in general i felt like they weren't as shaky as as in as in blast sure um, it's just it's just when they when they make it like i guess they lost to navi right 
They so, lost the GP to a Navi, so both finalists, yeah. and they both those series were like relatively close, right? So I'm that, always like, gonna have that, but they also didn't beat like they beat Virtus Pro sure. overtime so in '69 yeah. and BTG, uh, kind of convincing, but three maps still. So well, look, like a uh, hundred thieves beat Mouse Sports at EG. Just putting that out there. A hundred thieves beat I, better teams in that you, tournament. But do you honestly expect them to do that again? Now that they're over their little fucking emo session that they were having, Jesus Christ! Now that they've got that out of the way, I I think I think they'll maintain a spot within the top ten. I don't yeah, know. but I mean that's where they've been for a long time, right? Yeah. For a while, a while now. So I don't. I just don't think. I don't necessarily think hundred thieves are going to be like a mass poison. This is a good question. Do you think yet? the lack of a crowd impacted the result of a tournament of the tournament like Katowice? So maybe in theory that G two fanatic game that would oh. be the one that I expect. Yeah. Fnatic would have an up, like, a higher percentage of winning if there was a crowd. Considering it literally could have turned on one round, like, towards the end of the... Which, fuck, which Tra map train. was that? There you go, train. Um, uh, Inferno as well. Everything Inferno was as well, yeah, yeah. true. Actually, they need to, like, close it out with a rush. But that was, like, the thing is, both maps were actually pretty convincing. Like, just, and they were ended up being close only because yeah. Fnatic, like, started pulling a comeback. Like, it was, it could have been, like, a 16-5. Then uh, sixteen fourteen when whatever it was for Fnatic on Dust two, and then like another sixteen six or whatever because it was like fifteen six on both. Yeah, maps, they, they, had, they had big leads, and then Fnatic made them made it made comebacks. Yeah, so I'm actually I'm actually mistaking this series for something else then. Um, but but yeah, in that sense, G two you could you could see just because next uh, the Hunter haven't really played in front of a crowd. Kenny S tends to be like, you know, down on himself if he doesn't really perform and on those kind of stages. So I feel like. It's entirely possible that they wouldn't have had the run that the, that they actually had. But I, other than that, I'm not entirely sure that it would have changed much. Like we, the thing is, you can speculate about that stuff, and we 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 said on the desk that some teams would benefit from there being no crowd, and some teams would obviously. There's not the some teams would benefit from there being no crowd, and other teams would just be in the same position, right? Whereas, like, if there is a crowd, some teams would benefit from that crowd, and other teams would suffer because of that crowd. If that I mean, makes Na sense. The thing is, like, Navi are the type of a team to to kind of feed off it, I feel like. So, I, I think they still would have won the event. I don't think, like, Perfecto would have crumbled mega hard or anything like that. Um, I think it's Who just the, the really might, just G2. Like, he I'm sure he could have, but the thing is, like, that's what I said earlier. Like, he was not, he was not a, a game changer for them. Like, it was all the other players that, like, had massive, uh, massive performances to, like, push them over the line or not even push them over the line. It just like made it mega one-sided against Astralis and uh and G2. So I feel like Perfecto wouldn't have mattered too much. Yeah, it's obviously like super like it's speculation, it's theory crafting because we have no way of knowing how these players would have reacted. We're just like if you're a big stage player and you understand like you know the process between being on stage and you, you've you've looked at the crowd a lot of times and you all those factors play into your mentality right so it would have been disingenuous for us not to have broached that topic but it, unfortunately there's no way for us to actually know uh what type of impact it would have had the more history and stuff that builds with counter over time that's where we start to see more levels of that right we talk about big game players uh versus like the rookies or the, or the guys without that level of experience and there's a reason for that it's because some of these guys actually thrive in that environment so i mean literally look at fanatic is like half of that well flush those blue creams all all big game players and it from what we've seen from borland so far he has one too so he it's did like, that's he definitely did choke a bit Roland, yeah, but I mean, yeah. that's, this time I think it, you can't really say it was because of the pressure, just because obviously there was no crowd or anything, and he's been on those stages like several times before. 
So I don't think it was necessarily nerves. I think it could have just been a bad game in his scenario because like we've seen mega big performances from him in semifinals and stuff like that so far. So I don't think we have to be worried about him necessarily. All right, well, we got the bad to cover here. We kind of already dabble on them a little bit. So we'll make these ones quick. I'm going to give you this one, Prof. You can take mouse sports. Uh, what do you want to say about them? Ooh, uh, really shows their like their how their approach is super simple and sucks a lot when their individuals are not on form. I obviously again like so many matches. I can't remember which one it was, but there was this Inferno game, maybe Hundred Thieves, that they played where it looked like it looked like a matchmaking game, literally like. Two guys finding picks mid, one guy going solo banana through a smoke. Like, it looked super ridiculous. And they were just dying everywhere. Their T side was, it was, it was awful. It was awful to watch. Kind of sounds like the, the opening game against Tylu, to be honest. <laughs> but they won that 16-10, like, pretty Yeah, easy, but so that is they, because yeah. they play against Tylu. So they, even if they're, like, kind of bad, they yeah. will not lose that. And I, it was, I'm not, I don't know. I don't Honestly, know to, to be say. to be fair, like as somebody who obviously has skin in the game, like I'm gonna say that that I 100% agree. Like the problem is like their problem is kind of the same that I could potentially visualize with Navi if they you know that confidence doesn't really uh, stay up. Like if if like a a, a Woxic and especially Frozen, it's somebody who I was like talking about a lot in the last maybe like six months since we've seen him like ramp it up, and since like Mouseports started to actually win something and started to. Uh, not stagnant as they had for for most of the last year. So Frozen, I feel like, is the is the is the like what Karrion called him the Joker. Like if he doesn't put up the same numbers that he used to at the at the last at the end of last year, and uh, looks more like he had now, where he was like back to his to his old like mega inconsistent form, where he was like one good game, one bad game, one good game, one bad stuff like that. So I feel like that's the that's the dangerous part about mouse sports. So are we are we worried about mouse sports? Yes. I, I am worried for my bet. I'm going to say that for sure. Okay. Because based, even, Phaser even, around though, bro. If Phaser top three team for six months, sure, I'll give that, you your money. Dude, no problem. Okay. About it. <laughs> but probably <laughs> he has two months of mouse yeah, exactly. He wants mouse to, to stay in the top three. Like they're going to stay in the top three for like the next, probably until like the next big event, which is what, like Pro League finals Pro League in 15 days. Uh, but that's just the regular the season, season though, like yeah. until until we actually get the finals. That's the thing, like the, the, the rankings are going to be super weird from this point onwards because no, there are no big events. They're probably going to stay there for like, for like another months. month or something until we get like another LAN event. So Pro League, Pro League, and then we have the Blast the Showdown, but that's all like in April. So we have a it's month six and months, a half. right? That we that we had um, uh, the better six months, right? Yeah, six months. So yeah, we, we were like two and a half now like, or something. What? We're like two and a half now, I think. Two yeah. and a half months. I'm not keeping count. You, you let me know when I have like, to pay the I think money. it's 10 weeks, 10, 10 weeks now. So it's like two, two and something. And they're probably going to stay there for another month just because of what, I, what we were talking about. Like there's not, there aren't that many events at this point. And it's uh, since they have like the recency, they still have like wins in, uh, in their last couple of months and stuff. Uh, like they're still probably going to stay uh, where they are at this point. Um, but yeah, beyond that one month, like let's say they fuck up Pro League, they don't even make it to the... Uh, to the finals they're definitely they're definitely out oh of the God. top three yeah so that's that's literally like what my bet hinges on at this point like them making making the the finals and, and probably basically all right and they the last one here uh we already spoke about these guys a little bit it's just to do with astralis liquid and eg uh so i'm worried about eg the most and prof i feel you're probably in the same boat yeah. i am too honestly like they didn't do shit for so long now so i don't know 
like why not be worried nothing let's let's just let's just recap there uh, do you think it's their approach event. to the game that is the issue it is it is also kind of even pro similar to the mouse port thing but probably like individual form even worse i guess just la last events so katowice 9th to 12th uh blast premiere spring series they finished last in the group or third never never mind they didn't go through then third to fourth in the epicenter which didn't have really good teams fifth to sixth esl pro league finals that was their last kind of okay result third to fourth ecs where there were only four good teams so they, they kind of beat the shit teams and fifth to sixth at asia asia championships fifth to sixth at im beijing like these results are not good but the, the worrying part for me is just the teams that they lost to especially this year obviously they lost to og twice uh, back at Perla Blast, and now they lost to 100 Thieves in, um, uh, in an elimination game. So that's the worrying part for me, just because they, if they're capable of losing to these teams, especially OG, obviously, you could, I guess you could chalk that up just to like Rustiness and stuff like that. But obviously, with Karavita, you know, following up on that and them still losing to 200 Thieves, that's definitely worrying. All right. Well, we're done with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, are we going to do this fantasy thing for Flashpoint? Uh, do you want Jesus. to throw it in quickly? What what else do we do? Well, I've got the bracket for the miners for the closed oh, yeah, for just the miner which right. came on through. So let's uh, do this. Let's okay. whack let's whack up playtime, and we'll do if we got time for the fantasy, we'll do it there. Throw it up, Lucas. Let's do it. All right, so we're probably going to touch on Flashpoint a little bit before we wrap the show, um, just just so people at home can keep up with what's going on over there. But what I want to talk about right now, Lucas, I'm going to link you the uh, the bracket. You're going to bring this up. This has just been announced. Um, like half an hour ago. Yeah, for the close qualifier for the miners, I've just sent it to you, Lucas. Uh, they've they've just done the bracket. So. Um, this is quite interesting. Eight teams from from this tournament qualify for the for the minor, uh, and and this can actually tie into once we finish talking about how the bracket looks and everything, we can actually talk about maybe other events potentially um, not going ahead this year. So that that might be a fun little conversation for me and all my fear mongering to to do. I know Striker sees things a little bit differently. Throw it up, I'm you got sorry, it, Lucas. What? Me fear-mongering about coronavirus closing down all okay. the Counter-Strike events for the rest of the year and all of us why, being out of why a job. Why would I be more positive about that? Were we talking... No, no, not positive. You'd be... Weren't we talking about it the other day? I feel like you're mistaking me with somebody because we have Probably. really not talked like for more than like five minutes. Who, like, was it, was it we you, Prof? Cut off. Uh, are we maybe in, in Discord? Discord? In Discord, yeah, it was me. I yeah, guess. okay, there we go. We're, uh, I was linking the all of the events literally, that were canceled for, for us already. being at the same event for like eight days straight, we literally saw each other for like three minutes where I handed off yeah. you handed you off the 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 t-shirt and that's no. literally all I've seen of you that for the past we, eight days i I went out and I watched um I watched the opening ceremony on the first day, but like the rehearsal and that was about the only time I went in the arena other time I was just in production there you go. all right um so here we go. Here's the bracket. You can see here Fnatic are seeded first. Smash is seeded 16, guys. That's kind of how these things work. Um, who are our favorites for this? Who, are the, who do we think the top eight are going to be? This should be pretty easy. 
A European one, or what do you look at? Yeah, the European now? one. Yeah. Well, let's okay, the let's European see. one. Who cares about the other ones? I mean, there were honestly. other ones. Yeah, that I'm all just looking through the through the news, so that's that was got got. So I'm thinking like fanatic. Of course. I'm thinking. I'm thinking some godsend. I'm thinking a bit of OG. I'm thinking a big and an NIP. That's Animad Lions. I like more like heretics. Not heretics, heroic. What am I talking about? <laughs> I was like, what? Not you heretics. Definitely heretics. not heretics. We could do this. That's we could. We could I, mean, talk I think the like market. all of the favorites from the like the all of the top teams from each of the matches seem like the teams that should go through. Like the movie star riders versus Dig though. That's don't see a... like Dignitas. I uh, Dignitas had like an okay opening in the in the qualifiers, but uh, yeah. I mean, with them, it's just gonna—it's just hard to say, right? But like we've seen, might be some, them. might be someone like Sprout in, instead of them. Yeah, look, they... like we can, we can just like basically branch this into like the big favorites, which I guess we'd see as Fnatic and probably an AP, and then like potentially Madlines, I guess. Those yeah, are, like the three, three ones, three, yeah. three big ones. Then like the second tier would be something OG. like OG. Maybe even somebody like, well, I don't know about Godson, to be honest, like putting them in that kind of category. I, mean, I, I kind of like for that. Yeah, I think they look consistent enough for that. Like Godson, OG, and Heroic. Yeah, something like that. And then like the rest is kind of a toss-up. It could be Dean Toss. A big, could be, like, big Sprout, look good big. earlier in the big, year, Yeah, that's true. Big actually won the... Well, Red Walls no, go into that like second Leipzig. tier. Leipzig. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the rest of these teams, like I don't trust any of them. Like Smash, Movistar Riders, Copenhagen Flames with like two new t new players. Sprout, I would maybe put. Sprout in is that like the edge, edge case for sure for me too. Yeah, and then like Kova, Heretics sure, certainly aren't doing anything. No. Northern Apex, like no, that isn't gonna happen. So. So this might be one of those occasions where we get the clear cut favorites going through, right? Because it's probably it's most likely gonna it be NIP happens, versus though. Big. It never happens. Well, like, it'd be we're nice. gonna see some weird some weird uh, results somewhere. So who's who are the who's the biggest one we think could miss out? I think Dignitas are the biggest name that that are likely to miss out. Yeah, it depends on how big you see the Dignitas, right? That's the that's the thing. Like sure, yeah. like name wise, of course. That's interesting. Like they're obviously not seated on HLTD ranking, probably seated on the ESL ranking because Dignitas isn't one of the top eight teams uh, based on based on our stuff. Uh, that have the points be, and shit, right? Yeah, they have the forest point, points and maybe get right points still. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, this but, wasn't as interesting. I thought it was going to be. I thought. Look, I think there's. <laughs> I no. I was gonna. I was gonna say Madlines. Like out of the big favorites, I'd say Madlines have like the biggest chance. I think like Madlines like, easily beat all of these teams. These are the teams they beat like consistently. Yeah. I mean, they they have the most experience with them. I guess. Yeah. And this is know, going hard down. To say, hard to say eighth, outside right? of the uh seventh to yeah, this weekend seventh to eighth okay so not too long from now this will be on maybe i'll be at home then maybe i can stream some of the games i'll get esl on the phone all right um that's that let's uh where are we at here let's uh talk about this flashpoint stuff so i'll link you the thing lucas we're going to talk we won't do the fantasy i can't be fucked no jesus christ i don't the, even know what this I would is do with like this. going to the tip and coming home with more trash than you were going to drop off like it would um, be, it would be it. pretty I'd easy to, to do fantasy like you would you would pick two big players obviously like that that's the team that i think everyone in flashpoint is hoping goes through because pretty good players history blah blah yeah, you could pick and like then Zori. maybe 
And then, yeah, put like Zori and in, 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 then. If you whatever. can, the problem is like, can you actually, well, that's the thing. Like, can you actually put it together with that kind of money? Because Zori's probably going to be high. Well, actually, maybe not. We're not talking about fantasy anyway. Yeah, whatever. So, uh, Doesn't matter. These teams are kind of, I don't know. I mean, what else can you expect, obviously, when all of the all of the top teams are in Pro League? So And the problem is, like, they, even those who aren't are kind of, like, sticking with MDL just because they, they are kind of wishing to go into Pro League next season. So that's the, yeah, that's the, that's a secondary issue that I'm not sure Flashpoint necessarily saw coming, that even teams who didn't make the Pro League and only were, like, invited into, into MDL were also not going to come, outside of Big, obviously. Like, that's pretty much... Pretty much everybody. So this here, just they're they're all going to land to qualify, right? Just so everybody yep. understands what's going <laughs> on with this. So this qualifier is going on. I see the teams are flying there at the moment. This is going to kick wow. off uh, tomorrow. So with the with the um, the two groups we have here, I would say bigger the favorite of Group A and Chaos are the favorite of Group B, right? Like, yeah, I guess you could maybe argue Copenhagen. Things like yeah. Havu could be Havu should probably be Havu, honestly yeah that's true like Grubby is actually pretty up in the air to me Havu is Havu has done really well at, like this this kind of second tier so wait only two teams qualify I thought they still had to fill six slots but the other ones should come from like teams buying in still wait they haven't announced all those no okay when does the total tournament start we were look last week before Karavica started they said that they were going to announce like two more they're hoping to announce two more teams by the end of that week that didn't happen so i feel like there's uh yeah they have some issues with uh, locking teams down okay so they might not even okay well they must have the teams they look, must I think just be the holding problem is like them. if they have to they will obviously fill in the last the spots from this right but that is not what you want. Which is exactly definitely. that's exactly what I'm getting at. Like I think it's like you can imagine you can still... more than two teams from this. Like that's just the shit show, right? Like for their product, which needs to be like story driven and stuff like that. So their whole concept is like we don't have to have the best teams. We we'll find good storylines. At least like if you if chaos is in with steel, yeah, then steel, that can yeah. be someone something good. We also, we also has like a or, pretty good story. Or maybe like Orgless, which like FNS, Yay, Sub Rosa, Wardell, Infinite. These are all players that have like, especially in an NA. If it's gonna be an NA centric thing, they can bring something. Yeah, they the can table. just make like a lot of content around FNS and shit like that. So that's yeah. I can see that too. Yeah. So, but but if you get like a, red, a redemption, Poi isn't gonna make it. So who cares? Like Detona, <laughs> Copenhagen Flames. Like, like the problem is like, what do you do around Havel? Like. They've just like they don't really have anybody. We've been, know, um, been consistently top forty-five for two years. So that's it. Yeah. I, I'm a little bit curious here. Do you guys have any ideas who these other teams maybe like? I I actually like normally One I have must a pretty be good envy, beat. I guess I just saw that get thrown in the chat, and then that would I make be, sense, yeah. right? I mean. From what we heard, TSM were like one of the interested parties, but I think they didn't get a Don't team. Don't they need a team? So, of but course, TSM was kind of this orgless lineup, right? Yeah, that was, a, that was supposed like to be the orgless lineup. There and Vanity. But it feels like Tulip, especially when they are actually in the global qualifier, it feels like that yeah. fell through. So, uh, But at least like that could be like a, a, an organization in case they pick up like a team that we're not just aware of or something. Um, Envy could be another one, yeah. It's just like maybe E United has been bought by someone. Do they even have a roster anymore? Who's their fifth? Freakazoid Food, Marky Cooper. They don't even have a fifth? What the fuck? All right. Well, I guess we could run around in circles looking at which teams are going to join that all yeah. day. Um, 
So yeah, that's all news to come still. And then it's the long-term impact of coronavirus. I can't stop talking about the coronavirus. I really fucking just, it's the only thing I think about, to be completely honest with you. I landed today, um, coming back in through the airport in Malta, and we had to go one at a time through this uh, camera, which was thermally scanning you to check your body heat. Like, yeah. no joke. And I mean, we had to do that for, you didn't have to do that for Gotta Vita. Yeah, we had to, we had to. They, oh, came, they would okay. come in and they fucking Not necessarily the, like, a, um, like that high tech, but it's just at least they checked your temperature. Which honestly, by the way, I saw like some number like 34.5 on mine <laughs> and, I, and they, they let me through. Uh, obviously, that's What's the low. temperature meant to be though? That's, like, what's the normal well, the body is, temperature? Like, the, the average, temp, the, the average temp, temperature is like 36.5, 37. Okay. So I guess whatever above that, you'd have a problem. Um, so but, yeah, a fever mine showed, is mine over showed, like two degrees, two degrees below the average, which I feel like cannot be true. That was okay. Good yeah. Stuff. All right. Well, I don't really know a lot about like the the science behind any of this shit. So, if anybody listens to anything that we say about the coronavirus on this podcast and takes it as gospel, don't, because we're definitely not experts in this field. No, and especially just, like, especially when there's still like a lot is not even known about it. So, okay. So, uh, I think what what we need to kind of express here is the way that the world is going. Um, there may be more of these events getting cancelled or no audiences or a different way of showing these events. Do you think that is likely at this stage, Prof? Yeah, I think it's pretty pretty likely. Like The good thing is that we don't have any big events in the next month. So like we have group stages and stuff like that. So that is obviously not going to be cancelled. Like Events that are 1,000 people plus are kind of the things that are at risk. And it really varies from country to country, to region, to like state or whatever. Uh, so it's not like there is like one rule to fit everything. And people are complaining about Katowice, like, oh, there are no Polish people that are like confirmed to have it. So why are they canceling? Like if someone decides it's going to be canceled, it's going to be canceled. And there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Uh, and a lot so, of it comes down to like it's organizations like the WHO having like massive protocols for things like these. Yeah, and it's also obviously just like, a lot of people will just come to them to kind of like ask yeah. for help in that scenario. And so like the and at more the moment, this happens, the more the World Health Organization is like their uh, I don't know, advice is to not hold big events yeah. in general. So from from that, it's uh, it's not looking good. So unless something radical happens in the next month about like, oh, we found a cure or something along those lines that people are not spreading it around. I think things like Pro League finals, things like Flashpoint finals, things like the, the fucking major in Brazil could be, could be locked from, from public, right? That is a real concern for people to have right now. Just so people can kind of understand this as well, there's discussion about the Tokyo Olympics being canceled, right? Like if they are talking about canceling the Olympic motherfucking games. Uh, to be honest, course, like that's like maybe what, how many people go to that? Like in the oh, hundreds of thousands load, or yeah. something? So that's like obviously much more massive than anything that we would organize, right? In, but in but it's world. also like so massive you would never think it would be, it would be canceled, right? It's like no, that, of this course. cannot be canceled. The biggest thing here, it, th this is the biggest thing that gets me. It's not that I'm scared of dying to this thing. It's that the world that I live in, I am experiencing history. The fact that we have gotten to this point 
in our lives. In I've only been on this earth for 30 and a half years. And I think about this, and this is actually changing the way that like my life may go. I travel a lot and I work at these events. These are two of the biggest things that are going to be impacted from this whole situation is large groups of people and travel where it's a thoroughfare for people to get from point A to point B. So like this is real shit. Now, I'm not worried about I'm not worried about dying. I'm a little bit sick right now, actually, if I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I got a stuffy nose. Oh fuck. But I'm not worried about having the coronavirus because I haven't been anywhere where the coronavirus has been, right? So like I'm I'm fucking but good. People people you yeah, have potentially fine, met might have been in, in a well, you know what thing that also like it has like a two week delay on symptoms. So could people have. can like, be like, sick you without have to it. say could have because it's between like three and two three days and two weeks. Yeah. So you're all sick now. You're all fucked. It's all yeah. over. I've just infected the I didn't entire Counter-Strike world. So maybe like, but I did hand you off that t-shirt. So I I'm think fucked. it's just like a, it's a general world scale issue on an like economic business, uh, like a factor for economic and business of any kind. So it is going to be for esports as well. And you, we could just have like a pretty shit year if nothing changes uh, soon. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that somber note, we might pack her up. We might close her down. Uh, we might uh, end the stream. We got anything else we want to talk about, or we think we think we're good? I'm just pissed that I just returned to a country where the first three cases have been uh, uh, have shown. So it's yeah, I came from a country that had none into one that had three. Well, I'm self quarantining for the next uh, twelve days until I fly out for pro league. So I'm hiding in my little my little villa. All right. I mean, you would have done that no matter what. So yeah, it's true. All right, guys. Uh, that's been it. That was episode 12 of HLTV Confirmed. We did another one. We had Nomad on. We talked about viruses. That's a first for us. Um, yeah, Counter-Strike's looking good. It's competitive. The top 10's looking nice. It's looking saucy. It's looking sexy. And so are all of you for tuning in. Like, as always, go be nice to someone. It makes you feel good. Or, if you don't want to be nice to someone, maybe whack on some porn and beat your meat. You know, you don't have to, but it's just, just an idea. Good night, guys.